1: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're back. Welcome to the Flyers Talk podcast.
0: I'm Jordan Hall. We are your home for everything and anything Flyers-related.
1: Anything. You got it. Katie, we, we got, got it.
0: it. We got to play a <laughs> full 60 minutes tonight. Full 60. First and that foremost,
1: I have my coffee.
0: I have my coffee.
1: Um, Cheers, cheers. in a way. But I want to know what you get every time. You always get these smaller cups. Are you just kind of like a one-cup-a-day kind of guy?
0: No, definitely definitely more than one cup. I, I can't lie. Um, I typically go like 16-ounce at Wawa. Um, Whoa. Yes. <laughs> um but I definitely 16. have have some when I wake up and then I definitely need some in the afternoon um, sugar cream sugar I don't I don't I just do uh coffee and like a little bit of milk I cut out sugar good for just you trying to be healthy what you about know, you bro? I'm
1: the same I actually have never I don't put sugar yeah. or cream or anything in my coffee I'm a straight black straight coffee black. drinker yeah and I get that look just anytime I order it and they're like any room and I'm like no just just Give me just, everything, Just give me every bl- single bit of caffeine you got, just put it in the uh, cup right now. Did that take a little while to get used to? Like, that, um, no one
0: really just goes straight black, like, right?
1: Honestly, no, you just, yeah, sometimes it bites a little bit. you just yeah. going to be like, oh, yeah, Yep, that's uh, it's a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, anyway. That's a cup of coffee. All right, I promise you guys, we're, we're here to talk hockey. Absolutely. One of my other loves is coffee, too. Hockey, coffee, that, does that rhyme? Yeah, it's, that's. It rhymes for me. Anyway, we have our coffee, so we're ready. Sure. It's uh, It's been a good unofficial second half start to the season for the Flyers. Would you agree? I mean, we're seeing sort of, I would say, a different, especially road team from the Flyers as of late. Mm-hmm. But what have your um, impressions been of this team so far?
0: Yeah, uh, Katie, they've earned uh, points in all three games out of the break. Uh, so I think that's a huge positive. Points in
1: five straight games, too. Which yeah. Is,
0: um, can- so, no, that, I think they've come out and they've done – Um, What I think we and as and I think they've done what fans have hoped they would do Uh, played the Penguins tough got a point in Pittsburgh uh, and then took care of business uh, the next two games Um, and the big thing was they went to Detroit and uh, didn't lay an egg. I think all Flyers fans were um, a little worried that they would go up to Detroit and uh, not you know. Play like a contender, you know. Play play down down to the competition, yeah, yeah. And uh, they didn't, and so to their credit, they looked like a contender up there. Uh, They left no doubt, um, and I think that was a real positive. Um, So I think so far so good. Uh, Three games, uh, points in all of them, Uh, and right now uh, going into um, going into today, Katie, they are holding a playoff spot, and uh, they're technically tied for third in the division. Obviously, tiebreakers, they are not third. Uh, but they are—they have the same amount of points as the Blue Jackets going in today. So uh, I think the Flyers will d- absolutely take where they are.
1: And something, too, we hear these players, especially Kevin Hayes, after last night's game, you can't be messing around. Like You can't even go to Detroit like, oh, it's okay, we'll get them next time. Had they lost last, uh, against Detroit, um, you, can't, you can't just lose any of these games. They're so critical, especially if you look at the remainder of the Flyers' schedule. Everyone uh, counts. And you mentioned they're in the playoff race as well. Every night, you're going to see these teams moving up and down, moving different places, and you can't be stuck losing to to those low-ranked teams. So it's super important and a super good thing, obviously, that um, we saw them come out of Detroit, not stoop to their level. I thought it was a decent game um, the first period. I mean, the sco- no score after the first 20 minutes. But yes, they got the win, but it wasn't a dominant. It wasn't any sort of a dominant win. I mean, when fans would look at that 3 nothing score, that final, it was important. But it wasn't a dominant win, would you agree? It, it just didn't see it. – it's always kind of that first 20 minutes. It takes them a while to get their feet under them, and then they get moving.
0: I wanted to ask you about that, Katie, because I was watching post-game live uh, last night, and I, I saw you and Chris Terrien. You saw me? No yes. way! Yes! Oh, you're my Thank favorite. You I, watch, I watch every every game.
1: You know what? That um, means so much to yeah, me. Yeah, my favorite Jordan. my
0: favorite host, my favorite analyst by far. All right. Um, well, don't, I hope you – Don't tell Chris <laughs> Terrien <that. laughs> um, but I was watching, and I saw you and Chris uh, mention how like they—they they, it wasn't really a dominant game. Um, I felt like they controlled the game, uh, but you're right. I thought that first period, as everyone's going to say, they outplayed the, the Red Wings, but Brian Elliott made a few huge saves. He didn't have to make a ton in that first period, but he did exactly what Elaine Vigneault always mentions, is those timely first period saves where it kind of allows the Flyers to get their legs, um, kind of find their confidence. Uh, but yeah, they let them hang around for... Uh, until midway of that second period, and fortunately for the Flyers, they get a really good depth goal from Scott Lawton. Uh, something they really needed because it was starting to get uncomfortable. Um, but for the most part, though, I thought they really controlled the game. Um, Detroit is bad; they are really <laughs> bad. Um, they were they're now five twenty-four and five since November fourteenth. No
1: wins against the Metro opponents. No either. wins against
0: the Metro. Yeah. So, like you said, that that was a game you could not lose. If, if they lost that game, I think everyone's questioning whether this team has what it takes. Yeah. Uh, because a, a playoff team, let alone a contender, just you don't lose those games. So, uh, they only allowed 16 shots. I think that was a real positive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think there was some uncomfortable moments. But for the most part, I thought they controlled things. I thought they came out with good energy. Like, they didn't come out lackadaisical and it didn't take them a period to wake up. Um, But, no, I I agree. I think it could have been a little more – they could have been a little more in command. uh, But for the most part, I think the Flyers will take it.
1: um. Yeah, hey, look, at the end of the day, a win is a win. Yes. You know, and and these ones, they are important. And I think the biggest thing was the mindset – course these players like Kevin Hayes they've been in the NHL and you would hope they would take these games seriously especially as they near the end of the regular season but just hearing that reassurance from him after the game to say that look we came into this game knowing this is a low-ranked team knowing that as you mentioned their record they're not good this season right. um, just you you still have superstars you still mentioned Dylan Larkin Bertuzzi you can't over well some superstars I don't know if you really want to call them superstars but sure. good players decent players Absolutely. that You can't overlook in this league so sort of having that reassurance from these players they're not overlooking any game and i feel like they they have the right mindset right now i mean from what we've seen yes they wanted the two points in uh in pittsburgh they get the one point the different road woes that seem to have were you know here at the beginning of the season have seemed at least i know it's only two games on the road since the break but i do feel like we're seeing a different team a different mentality they seem to have and there was a worry after the break. Are they going to be ready? Are they going to you know, have that energy? Because you see a lot of these teams after a long break like that. They have the bye week. They're not ready to play. And I feel from what we've seen so far, they have been ready to play. And I don't know. I feel like I've been seeing a different team out there, but I'm focusing more on the road, a different team on the road.
0: I agree. And. You remember the the holiday break? They came out and they had that dreadful road Horrible. trip. Horrible. So yeah. I think everyone was concerned again that they were going to come out of an extended break and just not be themselves. Uh, maybe not have the urgency. Yeah,
1: those memories are in our head. Like, Absolutely. oh boy, hopefully the road this trip. doesn't come back to haunt us. And what do you know? They start in them.
0: Pittsburgh. They have to go to Detroit. Uh, they play three and four, and you're thinking, gosh, could this be? Could this be almost like a perfect storm? Could it set up to be, um, you know, a real letdown going into these final 32? But it, it wasn't, and yeah. I think you're right. They looked different. Their two row games in Pittsburgh and Detroit looked different. Uh, they didn't get behind. They weren't chasing. Uh, Pittsburgh, they did get behind a little bit, but it wasn't super early in the game. Kitty, you remember it was in the second period where, second period where um, the Penguins star players made some really startling yeah. plays, uh, but they still came back and got a point. So uh, they didn't um, chase the game. So, so far, so Which good. Which is
1: what we saw so much of following that Christmas break.
0: Right. The four and, goals
1: in the first twenty minutes, like right. for like for what four straight games? Exactly, chasing and it, the whole time, and chasing the whole
0: time where they were just opened up and um and then the game was over before it felt like it even started. So, uh, and, and Katie, I, I th- would you agree that maybe that one of the most important players so far to this early little start out of uh out of the extended break is Brian Elliott. Two of the three games, uh. Yeah. I know he, you know, against Pittsburgh. I would he agree, wasn't great. but I also
1: would disagree. I think okay. there's, I think Brian Elliott, I want to get into that topic with yeah. the goaltending situation. Brian Elliott's stopping pucks, right? Yeah. But you need guys to get pucks deep. Got to Gotta get pucks. <laughs> you need guys in front to be scored. No, in all seriousness. And I think the whole season, I mean, you look at the stat sheet, you have Konechny and, and Hayes, I believe, as of now tied for the team leading goals. They're putting pucks deep. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> no, but no, same pucks deep. Yes. but um, I think the most valuable player, if we even look all the way back to September to now, has been Sean Couturier. Um, especially when you Hard look at just I know, and I I'm not I'm sort of disagreeing with you, especially yeah. it, Brian Elliott. There's been so many guys that have been stepping up. But Sean Couturier, though he might not be scoring goals, he's helping others score goals. And it's been a topic with Elaine Vigneault. If a guy's feeling down and he's losing his confidence, we had Jake Voracek see him move up to a line with Couturier to get that spark back. And now we see Joel Farabee, And as a rookie, to build his his, uh, momentum and get his confidence up there, has all been due to Sean Couture. You saw some of those plays he was making the other night too here at home. It was ridiculous. That turnaround helped Joel Farabee with both of his goals on the night.
0: Yeah, the turnaround pass from the, on the second goal by Farabee, which was a huge goal, and Couture just wraps it around and like finds him like right almost like almost in the slot. And Joel Farabee's after the game, Katie. Uh, I have no clue how he saw me or knew I was there. And uh, Sean Couture is a guy that's not going to take any credit. I think we've asked him numerous times. What is it about you that you are a spark plug? Like you get guys going, uh, and of course c- the modest, and the modest response. Sean Couturier, very strong. like just <laughs> almost like feels awkward when he's answering the question. He's like, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to play my game. You know, that type of yeah. answer. Uh, cause he just doesn't brag about himself. He's just a very workman big team player. Yeah. Very big team player. And it's, it's hard to argue that kid. He really, I think he's, I think he's been the team's MVP this year. It's, it's, as great as Travis Konechny has been in terms of breaking out and being an all-star, um, as reliable as the goalies have been, as great as Matt Niskanen and Ivan Provarov have been, uh, Sean Gattori has just been incredible. Uh, Mr. Durable, he's there every night. And if he has one game where he's not himself, he's uh, he's rebounding the very, very next night. He was scoreless in Pittsburgh, yeah. Katie. Scoreless I'm in Pittsburgh. I'm looking at his
1: numbers here. I'm counting, like, how many assists. He's had 13 assists since January 1st. It's incredible. I incredible. Incredible. Mean- and we're not counting, I think, you know, two goals or three goals since January 1st. But the 13 assist part is just the biggest thing that we know and that fans should know. This is a player that is not only helping you out, uh, get it scoring himself, but, you know, setting up other players. And I think that's super important, Jordan. Especially as we near the end of the regular season, there's very a small gap of any error that you can ever have, yeah. and to have someone like this and the offense, we know have need, has needed so much yeah. since we're losing, you know, two of our big players throughout this season. We'll get into defense later and how have, how helpful they have been. But it's so important to have a player like Sean Couturier on your side.
0: Yeah, absolutely, do it all, guy. He's going to play probably 20 minutes a game. He's going to win a ton of faceoffs. He's going to play PK. He's going yeah. to play power play. The guy really does everything. And uh, at the mid uh, at the All Star break, uh, the Professional Hockey Rutgers Association had their mid season awards, and Couturier was uh, the leading Selkie vote getter. And yeah. I think that speaks volumes. That's a very uh, it's a very uh, reputation word. Uh, it takes time to build a reputation and have guys vote for you. And the fact that he was the leading guy over Ryan O'Reilly and uh, she's Bergeron like that tells you that people are starting to recognize it and that's really exciting he's he deserves it it's people have been clamoring for his breakout since he was 19 uh but the Flyers were patient he was patient and now he's looking like like Elaine Vigneault said the other night one of the best uh 200 foot players he's yeah. seen in this game and Vigneault's been around for a long time so I think that was pretty telling
1: speaking of 200 foot players um Kevin Hayes you got a fourth shorty the other night he gets. He's just been stepping up so much lately. I also was looking at his numbers earlier. Um, with Hayes, it was kind of like there's so much on him. You know, we're playing. We're paying this guy this much. He needs to be producing. And, yeah, you probably should be producing day in, day out. He kind of went through these different gaps of, of no scoring or minimal scoring. But now, as of late, what we're seeing, Jordan, I mean, you got to appreciate, especially the way he's been stepping up. I would say he's the most valuable player or the special teams for this team
0: absolutely and um I think you're right like when people I think saw him sign this all season you see seven years you see 50 million like the, the <laughs> hockey fan 50 50 million really? dollars seven One years and and when you see that you go right to the stat sheet and you look at goals and points and his numbers haven't really been there yet he hasn't really yeah. broken out yet he's only 27 but the what the Flyers really liked was that he his defensive abilities and that he was a really good penalty killer and people don't like to put money on a penalty killer, but uh, we've seen how important that has been, Katie. Gosh, four shorthanded goals—that's tied for the NHL lead since 2016-17. Only one player has more shorthanded points than him, and that's Brad Marchand. Um He's just such a good PK guy, and their PK was the second worst coming I was into this say, year in since 2014 it's 15, crazy. Second worst. It's just been a nightmare for them, and it's been totally different this year. And I agree, he's by far, been the most valuable player on the PK. And Matt Niskanen is another guy we get uh, who into we were going to talk yeah. about, um, who has really helped the PK, has really helped Ivan Provarov. Uh So, yeah, I, there's two, I think, massive all season additions that I don't really think were flashy or sexy off-se- off-season additions by Chuck Fletcher, but I think you're seeing how reliable those guys can be.
1: And it's it's kind of like a t- we were talking about this before just – who was the better? Who was the better ad? Was it niskanen yeah. or was it Hayes? And there's just absolutely no way you could begin to compare the two. So hard. um I see nothing but positives for both. Yes, you expect more production, but Hayes is getting there. I, I do feel like yeah. right now in the regular season, or the sorry, the nearing the end of this regular season, I have no problems with Kevin Hayes. There's no at all. There's production from him. We're doing well with Matt niskanen with defensemen, it's not all about the production, right, Jordan? It's just, right. it's for him, it's slowing down some of the top guys. And yeah. his test, right after the break, was to lead the way with, with uh, pro and helping slow down first off, Sid the Kid, yeah. and then you have Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. And, and the way they were able to do that, but all season, Matt Niskanen has really added that veteran leadership to uh, the blue line for this team.
0: He really has. And you're right, he kills plays, which is big, but he really doesn't play in the defensive zone a lot. Like, that was the thing he, pri- he prides himself on uh, when, he f- when he first came here. He said, we don't like to play in our own zone. We like to get yeah. the puck up ice and pin the opposition uh, in their own end. And Provrov and him do that. The puck gets back in the defensive zone. They're so skilled. They're so smart. They get it back up the ice. Uh, but when they are in their own end, he's really good along the boards. He kills plays. But absolutely, I think he's been so vital because he's a veteran. He's won. People look up to him. Uh, they, they, his nickname is steady Eddie and I think we see it every single game, you know what you're getting from him yeah. and then Kitty, what has he done for Ivan Provorov? Provorov had a real letdown season last year. So much was on his shoulders at such a young age. Niskanen comes in, he's won a cup, he's 32. And, and he, he's
1: been in these high pressure situations. Yes. He's been in so many of these right. nearing the end of the regular season. Like you mentioned, you know, the, the Stanley cup playoffs, he's been through this, Yep. And um, with Provarov, I, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. He really helps. But overall with a team, I mean, a guy yeah. that has been there, that's been through this, just that leadership all around. Yeah. But Steady Eddie for sure is helping out with um, a young guy like Provorov still trying to figure out where, where the balance is. And remember at the beginning of the season, too, it was all about – we're still seeing a lot of these shufflings going on. We now have uh, sanheim Myers together, different things, and we'll get into Goss Despair returning eventually, yeah. hopefully – but uh, just with the different pairings, and he found that Provorov and Niskanen pair. And it, what do you think is so important about these two that just – because I see what I see. I think they work great together. Like I think you were just mentioning with Provorov, and it, he finds his balance, and they're able to control things the best. They know where each other are and everything like that. What do you think is the best thing with this pair, especially that AVC so well?
0: Yeah, you're right. They really read off each other well, and they bounce each other out. Like Ivan Provarov, I think, last year felt like he had to do so much. Yeah. He had to get the puck up ice. He had to get it out of the defensive zone. Um, he had to win every battle. Now you have two guys that can really do that, and it makes Niskanen have to do as much. Ivan Provarov doesn't have to do as much, um, but I think what they really like is that they're both going to eat up a ton of minutes. They're going to play a ton of minutes in the third period. They're going to help shut down some of the best players in the league. We've seen Sidney Crosby go scoreless against them. We've seen Nathan McKinnon go scoreless against them. Um, Elias Pettersson, I believe, went scoreless against them. I'm almost positive I have to double-check that, but um, they've done some incredible things against star players, um, and you can just really rely on them. And then it takes the pressure off of almost every –
1: Goaltending, uh, everybody. Off of the goaltending, off the other two
0: pairs. Um, Robert Haig has been able to play just a, a very simple, steady game. Uh, Justin Braun hasn't been asked to do too much Those are guys you don't want to ask to do too much You want them to play maybe a little lesser minutes And the fact that you have pro Robin And two guys that you just know are gonna Eat up time um, And make you feel real comfortable uh, It's just, it's done wonders for the Flyers I think they both have complimented each other And I, like Katie, we were laughing I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're ever going to be broken up the rest of the season. It'd be it'd be hard to see that.
1: I we were laughing about other things because you know we're just a bunch of jokesters. Jokesters, but I am sitting here laughing about our social media going "tis but a scratch" after <laughs> Matt Niskanen.
0: <laughs> that was, was that great. a high
1: stick? It was a or it was a puck. Oh no, yeah, to yeah, he took that shot. Yeah, took that. And to we to hope that never happens to poor Matt Niskanen again. But just the way he was taking questions in his stall after the game, and I, I hope a lot of fans were able to see it, just to know this guy's grit. I mean, he belongs here in Philly. <laughs> he is a bat. He will battle every night for this team, and he is a competitor. He was definitely. Like you he was can't help deal. but just laugh about it. I just oh, I'm like his like remember. he
0: was blo- like two, uh, two two things in his nose. In his nose, yep. Bloody everywhere. Like it was, was that like home? dry. Was that at home? That was so a home game. There. Yes, and we were down there and. He was the first guy we saw. I, I walk into the locker room. I turn left, and there's a scrum, and it's <laughs> – in. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't know it was that bad. And I was like, well, I got my phone out. And I took a picture right he's away. like, it's not that bad. And then it's he's like, it's not as bad, as, not it as, it bad looks. as it looks. And we're like, okay. Like, you just got stitched up. You came right back in. I'm sure he had headaches. Have you uh, ever seen that before? I've never seen something that bad. Have you, <laughs> Katie? Like –
1: no, I mean, I, well, you're talking to me. I have my older brother, uh, we yeah. were playing. How many brothers, by the way, Katie? I have six brothers. All played? Thank you. Yep, they all played. Incredible. Um, my dad used to have keys to the rink um, when he was managing our rink where I grew up in Minnesota. And awesome. Christmas break, we always, it was so fun. that We would be able to rent the ice out and just our family skate. Awesome. So, of course, yeah, I'm usually a net because I would just get the goalie yeah. gear strapped up and I had to take Absolutely. slap shots from my brothers, which wasn't very nice, but... um. Someone, someone had him. to play net. I still you know? schooled them. Yeah, of course. Um, no, but I, I'm, remi- I, I'm reminded of my older brother, Tripp, who was looking for a pass behind him and didn't realize how close the net was to his face and turned and smoked his face on the, the post. <laughs> and he had a helmet on, but he didn't have a mask on. Didn't have the mask he didn't on. have a cage on or anything.
0: How bad was he? It
1: was pretty bad. He broke <laughs> his nose. Jeez. And um, I don't think he knocked any teeth out, but he had a fat lip. Hey, so he still got his teeth. That's and a here's good little name. Katie, 11 years old, just like, oh, sorry, sorry, I could have stopped <laughs> you, but you ran into my net, so <laughs> sorry. But anyway, enough about me. That's just the last time I've seen anything Something like, like that. that. It wasn't in the NHL. Yeah. Um, but
0: still relatable. and
1: Yeah. You and yet having
0: this going to have come out and just say like, hey, it's not as bad as it looks. Uh, I'm, I'm numbed up right now, so I'm fine.
1: <laughs> you just went uh, right for it. It exactly. was crazy. And I-, I was actually surprised, too. He didn't get any black eyes or anything like i think there was some bruising around but it's just he must just yeah it must have got
0: him kind of low yeah exactly he does not get hurt he's immortal i'll tell you
1: what i would take a couple sick days if that happened to me i think
0: oh absolutely um i like i think i I think i would miss five or six games i I certainly wouldn't be back at work (laughs) or returning to work that same day I'd i'd be like i'm out yeah. Um,
1: but, okay, so that, that's a face injury. Um, then we have a different injury for Shane Goss' despair. We'll yes. get into a little bit more yes. serious. Yes, um, Went through that arthroscopic surgery, um, hoping for a return from Ghost anytime now. Uh, you've been to practices where you've seen him skating, correct? I mean, I was there for one. I saw him on the ice. I believe he was skating again before that Detroit game. But we, want, we do want him back soon. But then the bigger question is: We just talked about all these pairings and these different guys getting playing time. What is going to happen? Because I see it where we mentioned this before. I don't think anything's going to change until we see something going wrong with with the defensive group.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. Like, I think I think Shane Gossard is going to play on Thursday against the Devils. Yeah, I do. Um, I think
1: who's going to come out though?
0: It's such a tough question. I think Robert Hag will. I just think he's unfortunately the odd man out, as good as or as well as he has played. Um, Gosper just brings a different element in terms of the elusiveness, the mobility, the skating, uh, putting pressure on the opposition. What Hag does is fine. It's it's very keep it simple, stay at home, make yeah, the, the easy play. Yeah, what's the biggest
1: difference with them though? I mean, yeah,
0: the biggest difference is just Hag's a big guy that's gonna he he doesn't want to be noticed. When he's when he's not noticeable, that's a good thing. Shane Gosper is yeah. a guy that's you know gonna play power play uh he's going to be an offensive threat even though his numbers are down this year and to be brutally honest uh disappointing in that regard given he had a career high 65 in 2017-18 there's still that threat and that's what Vigneault really likes and that's really his style of of defenseman is uh mobility push the pace um be a threat and that's what Shane Gossespierre is, and Vigneault was really happy with his game before he went down with that knee injury, that he was beating the four check and making things happen. I just think there's too much there, and then I'm not saying they're going to trade Shane Gossespierre. I know, spare. and that's the next topic I was going to get
1: into. Right,
0: I'm not saying that, but if they are making to look maybe any type of flashy or splashy move at the deadline, Shane bear might be your best trade chip, and... You're not gonna want to be sitting that guy. Like that guy's gonna want to play. They're going You're gonna want to play that guy and have see and have teams see him play and know what they're getting. And maybe Gossett Spare goes on a nice little run here. Um, so I just think there's no way you can really sit him. Listen, if he's bad and he's just oh, looking so like a mess there. Oh, so that's reasoning
1: why you don't see him coming out of the lineup. Yeah,
0: I just think he brings too much potential or
1: remaining out of the lineup. I guess. Yeah.
0: Exactly. kid yeah, I think he brings too much potential. Um, he's gonna play power play. Robert Hagg obviously does not play power play. Um, and then, yeah, uh, in terms of trade deadline, the February 24th trade deadline, is a nice little trade chip. His contract is uh, very attractive to teams. He's under team control. Um, and he's only 26, and he's not long off of a uh, career year. So uh, if the, if Chuck Fletcher is thinking something big, which I don't think he is, but if he might be, and he's willing to listen on teams that might be interested in Shane Gostasperger, They're gonna want him playing, and teams are gonna want to see what he's doing on the ice now, not sitting in the press box. So, yeah. uh, But what do you think? That does no,
1: no, no. It does make sense to me. I mean, my whole. I mean, you did just explain that. I mean, now that I look at it differently, you can use Ghost for way more things. You know, you put him out there, but he can be used on the special teams. He's utilized in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a more familiar player. but, yeah, I just – it's hard for me to, to decide because you're just so used to seeing A.V. keeping things the same. Things yeah. are working. I mean, Detroit, I, I didn't see as many errors with the defensive group. They haven't – it's another thing going back to if you don't notice anything or if you don't see them or recall anything with a def- defenseman, I mean, nothing must have went wrong for the most part. Um, right. And I just it's, – it's a hard thing. But when you look at it in that way, you did kind of – yeah, it, it would make sense. We either see them out there or we don't. But – you don't want to get too far into the trade idea ideas, but it certainly is something I, I feel like Fletcher and, and the rest of the group are thinking about. Yeah,
0: Chuck Fletcher said it even last season that he would be willing to listen to on every player other than yeah. probably Claude Drew, who has a no-movement clause. So he literally cannot be traded unless Claude Drew okayed it, and uh, I don't think that would ever happen. Um, but he, did it, he said it last season that you have to be willing to listen about everybody. So it's not like he's going to go out of his way to maybe – pursue trades for Shane Gossespierre but um, I'm sure teams will uh, be interested in him and will reach out and he's going to take the phone call so uh, I, that's why I think he'll play I, that's not the biggest reason but I think yeah I think the biggest reason is that Shane Gossespierre is a pretty good hockey player um, and he brings a different element but I do think it could be a very matchup game by game basis um, where if you know Avino wants to get a little more safer and a little more physical. Maybe he goes with Robert Hag. Maybe Philip Myers yeah, has so a. Yeah. So when you're game. taking on
1: the Devils, what do you do? Wouldn't you? I mean, again, you can't overlook teams. We just said that at the top of this episode. But what do you do? I mean, it's not you take on the Capitals the next night, but you if Ghost is ready, do you put Ghost out there against the Devils? Get him going to be ready for a, a higher opponent like the Capitals, one of the yeah. best teams in the league.
0: Yeah, really tough game after that, where maybe you go in and you think, hey, like you said, Katie, okay, things are going well. We're playing the Devils, who are the Eastern Conference's worst team. Let's keep it what we're doing. Give Shane one more game and then bring him back for the Capitals where yeah. maybe you want some more skill uh, involved. I think he will come back Thursday. I think he's going to be ready, and when he's ready, he's going to play. But I, I really think it, it could be a game-by-game basis uh, where, it's, say, Philip Myers, a young player who maybe it looks like he fights his confidence from time to time when he makes a mistake – Maybe Vigneault takes him out, says, watch a game, put Robert Hag in there, who's been you know really good. Um, or maybe Shane doesn't look like he's bringing the strengths that he that he has and he's not beating the four check, and maybe they want him to watch a game. He watched three games earlier this year, uh, and it turned out well for him. So. Yeah,
1: it seems like that was just last week. Yeah, <laughs> But, gosh. I mean, he has been out, so it as registered as that. But sure. that was a big learning moment. I was just going to say, it's like we always talk about him moving guys around seeing how things are working and it's a good problem to have of it course is. to have an extra guy on who you're going to take out instead of who's going to fill in right um so that being said you mentioned phil myers and in, in well i'll go back because now he's paired with travis Sandheim and in this younger dynamic that we've already talked about before has just been an interesting dynamic for me yeah. I kind of miss that whole Justin Braun, Travis Sanheim dynamic. Like yeah. I felt like he worked really well having that veteran presence, especially as a young, young player, not exactly rookie, but just as a young player, what do you take from that? Cause I think that it's an, I, I just feel like Braun and in, in Niskanen sort of serve the same purpose as right. far as with the younger guys and helping even that out. But now you have two pairs here. I'm going rambling on, but what do you think?
0: No, I, I totally see what you're saying, Katie. Uh, that was the, one of the benefits that we saw in Ivan Pro Robin Iskinen was that it was a younger player with a veteran. With
1: that balance. A nice
0: complement, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think we could see Justin Braun and Travis Sandheim eventually maybe get back together depending on how things play out.
1: Start to interrupt, but what do you think he likes from Myers and Sandheim together is my biggest question. Yeah, I
0: think it's two similar guys that are very, you know, bigger, fluid skaters that can skate, get the puck up ice, and can make plays. We've seen them complement each other in that way. Um, and then they can end up playing some of the similar minutes. Justin Braun and Robert Hag, very similar guys. They're simple. Justin Braun has said it time and time again I play a very boring game. I don't care. But that's the game I play. It's a very safe game. Uh, and that's what has made him a very productive player in the NHL. So Robert Hag and Justin Braun play a very similar style, too. And maybe Vigneault thinks that those work together well yeah maybe if you put a Shane Gossett spirit with a Justin Braun it becomes tricky because you have one guy that's real skilled and wants to have the puck on his stick and then you have Justin Braun who is not that type of game and maybe they don't work off well with each other and maybe both kind of hold each other back in a way um, so I think it's what he sees in Phil Myers I think that's what he sees in Travis Saneheim two young kids that, that
1: have this similar skill style in a way right okay
0: and, uh, and they played together uh, in the AHL with the Phantoms, so they know each other pretty well. Yeah. Um, and then I think Robert Haig and Justin Braun just do very similar things. Uh, so when they're out there, uh, they're going to be real safe and steady, and they can trust them in that way. They don't have to ask them to play a ton of minutes. And then uh, it allows Myers to play more minutes. I think Chuck Fletcher said it in the offseason they were bullish on his potential, and I think they really want to – up his role and see what he can do as these games get bigger. Yeah. You can only learn by playing, and I think that's I the like that. Thing.
1: You're right. And, you know, we could take that in anything in life. Absolutely. It's all about getting gotta the get reps. Got to get up there, got to do it. Yes, you know, and just got to get pucks deep. I'm done with I, it. I promise. <laughs> well, I don't promise. And it's that. probably going to come a little bit yeah, more we'll later more on later. in this yeah. season. Um, no, but I agree with you. Uh, I just ask because it's such an interesting thing, just what maybe going into a coach's mind, specifically Elaine Vino's mind, and why he – likes these two younger players together so much and getting the reps and getting the time together. And you mentioned the similar skill style. It, it makes sense. Sure. Um, and the guy,
0: Katie, I think that could also uh, dictate almost Vino's decisions or dictate Shane Gosser's role is Travis Sainheim, who's now on the power, the second unit power play, um, had a great year last year, uh, really flirted with an, a, a much bigger year this year. Yeah. Very offensive-minded. And what a great um, skater, too. And a great skater with yeah. size. So if he can kind of fill that second power play role and do what they were hoping from Shane Bear, then it might make it a little easier to take Shane out of the lineup and just keep what you have because it's working. Yeah. It really is. Robert Haig's been great over 16 games. He's gone 16 straight games without being a minus player. I know plus-minus is a fickle stat, but, um, <laughs> but hey, he's a positive player for 16 straight games. It's hard to argue with that. Uh, so the
1: numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Uh-uh.
0: So I think that's a guy that if uh, if he really takes the bull by the horns offensively and he's doing the things that you want from Shane Spare, then it might make Vigneault think twice about putting Shane back out there because you might not need him as much. So yeah. um, it, I agree. It's going to be really I fun to watch. I think you got
1: way closer to my corner now. Than yes, than I what did. I'm you convinced
0: me. I mean, um,
1: again, it's a good problem to have. It it's is. not like we're cheering for him to be out or cheering no. for him to be in. But – I think it's a great problem to have. Just specifically, I just what we've been seeing this season, I don't see Elaine Vino changing things up. Right. If it's working, it, you're gonna going to leave it. it. Exactly. But it's a good problem to have. One Absolutely. Depth is good. A problem um, – well, it hasn't been a problem. So we, we talked about offense. They've been able to figure out ways to contribute. Couturier, the younger guys, Hayes stepping up as well. Um, but for the defensemen too, they've been helping out now with the goaltending situation it's a situation that hasn't really we haven't had to worry about at least as much so far this season um a bit of a worry seeing carter hart uh, get hurt right before that break um but how about the assurance to see alex lyon step in there the other night just have an absolutely solid performance yeah. and then Brian Elliott against the Red Wings getting his second shutout in his last three starts I mean these are the things at least Fly- Flyers fans hope to see after a tough goal for the goaltending situation we all know season.
0: how many goalies played last year right eight goalies NHL record yeah you need two hands to count it out you might need three no <laughs> that's eight Eight <laughs> this um... <laughs> year <only three>? okay <laughs> counting with Katie this has been counting fun. with Katie always a good segment <clears throat> um and, and yeah uh that's the where where we are now with the flyers is where it, things unraveled last year where you were just putting in a goalie in net and he just couldn't find his his feet and it just unraveled uh it was huge to see alex lyon uh come in and uh win his first game since 2018 and really kept them in the game elaine Yo said he was the difference uh and beat a really good team a Colorado the like Colorado avalanche can really score they lead Danny the NHL in first-period goals. They really get after teams. They get after goalies early. And to see what Lyon did was massive because Brian Elliott's 34 years old. He can't play every single game. Um, he needs rest because if you don't get him rest, he might not hold up uh, when Carter Hart gets back. So uh, that was massive. Um, really good for Alex Lyon, really good for the Flyers. And Brian Elliott has just been a, an absolute stud uh, since Carter Hart has gone down. He's 4-0-1 with a one 0.58 goals against average since Hart went down
1: absolute stud especially since Hart went down but all season I all mean season it's he really hasn't had it's like his struggles share with Carter's struggles like well yeah we saw him do a little bit better on the road before the break but he still has has been it's been such an equal balance with these goals, t- and it's got to be so relieving for Elaine Vino and the coaching staff to have this sort of situation this year again I'll, I'll say it one more time in comparison to last season yeah but yeah, right after the Carter Hart situation, as you said, um, he's really has helped out. But all season long, for sure. All
0: season long, absolutely, and and especially during this stretch where, uh, like we've said, like every game is absolutely massive. So say Brian Elliott struggles in this five game stretch, or say he's just a so so goalie. Yeah. You know they miss out on some key opportunities where they don't have their franchise goalie Carter Hart. Instead, uh, they're right where they want to be. They uh they they aren't treading water. They've They've gotten better without Carter Hart, and now he's getting healthy. His status is up in the air for Thursday, but you're thinking he can come back maybe Thursday, maybe Saturday, uh, and then you have your goalie tandem back. And, uh, again, credit to Alex Lang for coming up and uh, and giving them um, a shot in the arm as well. Uh, so, yeah, I, th- I think defensively and goaltending, uh, there, there really isn't any complaints. I think the Flyers have gotten exactly what they wanted. Good depth, good young players playing, uh, good balance in net, uh, not a lot of injuries, thankfully, other than obviously Shane Gossett's player, Carter Hart. Uh, for, for the most part, they've been healthy, and they've gotten, I think, what they expected.
1: And another thing, too, if you would have heard after the break, without knowing how it happened, at the beginning of the season, Carter Hart's going to get hurt after the All-Star break. That would be worrisome, of course. Absolutely. And it, it still was worrisome when we heard that news. But now seeing Carter Hart you know, was was hurt before the All-Star break, and he wasn't going to be back after the break – there would be definitely a concern that you would see the Flyers on a one-game or a two-game losing, just yeah. finding themselves get down, getting down. And you can't have that happen. You can't lose one. You can't lose two. You can't, you can't, can't just start this, this snowball effect of, of losing streaks, specifically in this time of the season, because every single point counts. And even if you lose two in a row, it's going to be tough, especially for this Flyers team as far as where they sit in the standings. Yeah. So it certainly is a spark to see that happen where he goes down. And, and now that we're living in this moment, we saw it happen right before our eyes that he's going to come back. I'll allude to literally what you just said, that it's a, still a positive. They're above water. Yeah. They filled in that time. They did it well. Alex Lyon, again, I'll allude to him really stepping up. And something I kind of wanted to get into about Alex Lyon, the intellectual interviews this Yale student <laughs> Yale has. Yale product, yep. I, I see him, you know, in post game on our feed, but for you to go on the scrums, like, w- tell me what he's like as a player. It, it really, you don't see that every day with it. And I, yeah. what's it like? What did we hear in Media Day? Isn't he trying to, like, he liked space or he liked, uh,
0: oh gosh, I'm not sure. Wanted to be what an astronaut say?
1: if he wasn't a hockey player. Oh, don't I, quote I do me li- on that, but I remember something like that. He's such a cool player. Yeah, he, he really is. is. <laughs>
0: I, I, like you said, he went to Yale. I remember when they, uh, signed him as a college free agent, uh, yeah, you see Yale next to that name, you're like, "Well, the kid must All be right. smart, right?" Yeah. Um,
1: but the way he's, sp- you know, he holds himself, and he's so well spoken in the scrums. How does he treat the media? Yeah, he's
0: know? great. Like that's why a lot of the media members were kind of happy. Obviously, you're never cheering for a guy, um, but it's nice to see a guy like him do well. Uh, like you said, very intellectual. He he's articulate, and um, and he when he speaks, he he gives you his time and he and he's honest and real and that was really cool uh I th- we asked him you know how gratifying is this and he said incredibly or super gratifying and yeah. he smiled and then he came back to earth and said he looks at Claude Drew and he sees a guy that so even keel so now as like, gratifying as it was he was going to come back down and be ready to go if the Flyers need him again so real smart guy um and it's, it was a nice story really nice story he's 27 years old Playing in the minors a lot, just and he said he's just taking advantage of every opportunity he can get in the NHL. So it's cool to see those guys succeed, um, and, and especially in a stretch run like this. You know, he's winning meaningful. You know, he won a meaningful game for the Flyers. He can, he can have that with and him. And that's his
1: job to come up and fill in. And that is not an easy right. job to no. fill in for a Carter Hart that's down. Right. You gotta, you gotta come up. You have to have a solid outing, and I feel like he was able to to do that. Absolutely. Couple outings.
0: And, and Katie, we've talked about some positives um but if we if we have to look at any concerns, what might be a concern for you? is it the schedule that worries you is it the scoring you know I know people are talking about Claude drew, yeah, always talking about Claude drew obviously he's gone three straight games scoreless his numbers aren't where they where I think people expected them to be yeah and uh and people you know want him to be accountable for that they look at him and they think you know leader they think scorer so when he does't score, I know people get upset but um, if there's if there's a concern for you going in uh, down the stretch what might it be for you
1: look I won't get too much into specific players sure. um, yeah those are different concerns I look at overall with this team and my biggest concern is consistency um, I don't know how many times I've said it already today every point matters yeah. this yeah. is a very um, intense time the players know it too we've we've heard you know in the dressing room them they all know they're in this, they they pay attention to the standings at least at least a little bit. You would like to think they're watching that. Yeah. Um. But the consistency is my biggest concern. We we see games, um, like last night. You know, not the best first period. Um, it needs to be a solid, um, sixty minutes every single night. I'm doing math in my head. I'm like, wait, okay. Yeah. Solid sixty minutes 60. every night for this team, and you can't make any these little mistakes can't happen the consistency but also the first periods the the first 20 minutes in each game because i just go back to that that um road trip following christmas break i understand it was a hard time change and it was all these different miles they traveled um and we don't have to deal with that again but there's still 14 road games remaining um and also lots of home games remaining this is intense hockey right now you need to be a consistent hockey team on all levels and Especially in the first twenty minutes, you need to be having a good start, and you can't be chasing games. I mean, this is serious. This is, yeah. and you have to just. I, I'm not really concerned about anything else other than that.
0: No, and, and the Flyers have always struggled with consistency. It's been a thing with them where, you know, they play up to the competition, they play down to it. Um, you know, they go on a winning streak and then they they go on a losing streak. So consistency has always been a problem. So I think that's a that's a concern for sure. And um, it's about
1: us, too. Like, we're excited right now. We're excited. And I do we, not want to not be excited. We want to see victories. Okay? We want to
0: see the team in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so they better not let us
1: down. Yeah, they better not let yeah. Jordan and Katie down. Right. A okay? little bit of pressure. A little bit of pressure.
0: So, no, I like you said, a lot. you know, the road games that are left, they have 13 division games left, and uh, the road trips aren't easy. They have, they still have to go to Washington, D.C. to play the Capitals twice. They still have to go to Tampa Bay to play the Lightning twice. Um, they still have to go to MSG twice to play the Rangers. I know the it's Rangers. It's not easy. Not an easy but schedule. Like, yeah, it's never easy going to MSG. Panarin's obviously a stud. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not going to be easy down the stretch. That schedule definitely worries me a little bit. And just uh, you can only hope that, yeah, they don't have – we've seen, what, Katie, uh, I believe three, four-game losing streaks. Mm-hmm. To their credit, they've rebounded really well from those. Yeah. But now's the time where you can't even lose. You can't be lose. doing it. You can't be losing three you straight. You can't let find yourself four.
1: losing points every single right. night.
0: Right. So we've seen them go through little chunks where they they really struggle and then they pick themselves back up, which is good. Uh, but now's the time where you can't suffer that. Uh, Especially
1: going back to the standings we talked about, things are going to be changing every single night. And if you find yourself in two losing two in a row, losing three in a row, you don't you don't know. It's right. too close for the Flyers right now.
0: Right. And if if people are concerned about the scoring, I know people are concerned a little bit about Claude Drew and James Van Reeves. Like, I'm not really worried about those guys. Like, to me, I think, look where they are without those two doing what they typically do. The depth. The depth, and that's the positive. I wrote about it in an article for NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com that they've won 13 games in which Claude Drew has gone scoreless. Um, They've never won that many games in which Claude Drew has gone scoreless other than one year. It was 2009-10 when they went to the Stanley Cup Final, and that team, obviously, Drew was only 22. He was yeah. a kid. He was in his first full season. He was far from the guy. Uh, they had a lot of guys obviously on that team. Everyone knows that team. Mike Richards, Jeff Carter, Chris Pronger, everyone. But uh, So that's a po- I think it's a positive that they're winning a lot of games when Claude Drew goes scoreless. I think that shows you that he has help. They're deeper. They're more balanced. Um, that's a credit to a lot of people. Chuck Fletcher doing some good work in the offseason, players getting better, like Travis Connecting, Sean Katori taking steps, um, Ivan Provorov. the list goes on. Um, so I think, it, hey, they're in a great spot, and they haven't gotten the Claude Drew we've seen in years past. They haven't gotten this goal scoring that we've seen from James Van Reams. Like, You think if they get that down the stretch, they could take off, and right. then they could be a really tough out in the playoffs. That's so a super good point. Yeah. So I, I'm not really concerned about those two. I know some fans might be, but.
1: Hey, um, if things are working now, I mean, yes, right. they need to be scoring. Yes. But you're right. If things are working the way they are, and I want to really quick talk about Mr. Joel Ferry because yeah. especially when uh, before today, he went from having one point in a 13-game stretch from December 11th to January 13th, yeah. okay? And those following six games, he now has four goals and two assists, six points in six games, if that makes sense. Yeah the way he's been able to it's part of that I would like to think part of that rookie season I wish I could play in the NHL that'd be sweet but you know thinking about it like there's gonna be ups and downs with any season you have but let alone your first season and just seeing the way uh, Joel Faraby has really stepped up yeah he's gone through these sulks of not having anything and as of late I mean the way he contributes yes on the score sheet offensively but the way he's kind of grown into this team and and setting up plays and, and being able to be that player on the ice that uh, Vigneault can count on, the youth has really been helping out, and specifically Joel Farabee.
0: Absolutely, and the youth was really going to dictate and will dictate what Chuck Fletcher does at the trade deadline. Like, Do they have enough – Like, can the youngsters grow enough to the point where you can see them playing major roles and not hurting you, or are they not quite there yet? Are they hitting a wall, and then you have to go out and maybe get a veteran, and then you have to trade a draft pick, or you have to create cap space to get a guy – I think so far, so good. And Joel Farabee, I think, like you said, Katie, has been the biggest, most important guy to dictating Chuck Fletcher's thoughts. Because, yeah, he has really, really stepped up his game. And he's looking like, now he's looking like a key player that you can put next to Sean Couturier and play them against stars in the NHL. And it's really impressive given that he's 19 and the NHL is a grind. It's a a long, long season, as everyone knows. Joel Faraby played for the U.S. Developmental Program Shorter seasons. I think that the max he played sixty some games, uh, his draft year. That was his longest year. College, you play in the mid thirties, and then you jump to the NHL, and all of a sudden you're playing eighty two games against the best players in the world. Um, and to see him hold up, and not only not only hold up, but get better, yeah, is really well. It's all about really getting impressive. the
1: extra reps too that we just mentioned with a defensive yeah. group. I mean, you get out there every night, and I think the biggest thing is the grind of it. Right, it's certainly a grind. Um, but yeah, but he's made positive he's plays, it. and now yeah. he's
0: scoring. And, and now uh, he's
1: scoring. I mean, a great night for him at home at Wells Fargo Center the other night, and now we see um, versus Detroit. Well, right. He was actually off the score sheet against Detroit. But he was his
0: point. His point streak was snapped to five games. Yeah. Uh, but still he's Still for impressive. Him. Didn't hurt them. Um, and he's going to be with Sean Couturier the very next game. Hey, if that's
1: s- working, keep it together because I sure like to watch. Absolutely. It. It's
0: fun. So, uh, yeah, I think he could be an X factor down the stretch. We said that before. Uh, but I think he could be absolutely vital to what they do uh it's going my- going into the playoffs or you know hoping they make the playoffs so we'll see
1: i uh I'm just really excited because this is my favorite time um it's the hockey joke of the day moment oh my gosh this is the best um I'm actually kind of worried I'm gonna run out of hockey jokes yeah like do you find Because, like, some of them, or? like, yeah, I find some of them, and they're just, like, not that funny, and I'm just like, what am I going to do? So, fans, this might kind of turn into just simple <laughs> jokes that I get from my, like, and you're really year f- old brother eventually.
0: And you're really funny, too. So if you find a joke that's not funny, like, Jordan. I don't want you to say it because you're hilarious.
1: Oh, my gosh, you guys, you heard it no, here. It I don't have to ask him to laugh at my jokes. It, no. He actually thinks I'm funny. This Never. is great. Don't look. Ready? Hockey joke of the day. Do you know what an enforcer does on a hockey team? Just checking.
0: <laughs> flyers have had their fair share of enforcers. Gotta love you it. Do you
1: get it though? I was just checking. Oh, I. <laughs> All right, guys, hold it that down. We good. don't need an applause. Thank you. That thank was you. good. I honestly
0: thought you were saying like I'm just checking with you.
1: I've literally said this already, but we that need a little good. applause. We need like a cheering. Yeah, we to sound it. like that's funnier. But that's ben pretty funny. Ben's-
0: our uh a podcast producer his arms are crossed I don't think he found that very funny um that yeah kinda, thank kinda you kinda, thank
1: you Brooke, Brooke Brooke's Desha in here a yep. colleague shout out to Brooke for laughing at that one yeah um yeah I mean really out of good. 10 what would you rank that joke this time probably like, like a, probably
0: like a 10.5 maybe 11 oh my
1: goodness gracious yeah,
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: hockey joke of the day there you go absolutely
0: love that it. was a good one that was good okay
1: another funny thing okay Jake Voracek on Twitter
0: oh my gosh
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: uh are you blocked by him Kate? I'm you might not be blocked and blocked. I, I didn't even check. know this was
1: a thing you guys but I'm just gonna keep behaving myself uh to Mr. Vorachak because I I hope that we can well I mean he be probably friends. doesn't no but He's I do relative. follow him uh this is great I'm just trying to see how much of this we can read but a, a fan basically just told him to please be score and in the way he handled it Oh my gosh. Shit. I would love to meet people like you in person one day. I swear, just to take a look in your eyes and hear you speak, it would make my life so much easier. <laughs> so, do and- you think, like, are you scared when you hear that? Like, are you little? What is that like some crazy Czech Republic? Like, is he like mean or is he just being funny?
0: He's just being funny and like he doesn't take anything. That's why I'm I-
1: kind of intimidated though.
0: Yeah. Well, the one before that. I'd love to
1: meet people like you in person. Oh.
0: Like, okay. Well, the one before that, Katie, was. Someone didn't even tweet Oh, I didn't
1: even see <laughs> Someone that one. didn't
0: even tweet at him. They just mentioned his name. So it tells you Jake's pretty savvy on Twitter. Did
1: you even watch the game tonight? Pretty good <laughs> defensively against the best line in the league. Good in the D zone and pretty good power. Pretty good power play. Anything else? You know, he I, I, like I'm not taking attacks on Jake Voracek. I'm not trying to get blocked, but I really do mm. think he needs to work a little bit more on his like spacing on his tweets cuz everything's in like one line. Yeah, like yeah, like that's on. And so- it's hard to read. But other that's, than that, I mean, it's funny. I, you know what? I would have like sort of, you know, get, we shouldn't be paying attention to anybody online, but the fact he does it like every this was the first one of the season. He hasn't tweeted yeah. since August, so no. I mean, I have no issue with it. He'll just At out, least from what it. I see on his tw- his timeline, I don't know if he's replied to anybody about no but the
0: one no he doesn't kid and the one tweet uh that one coming at the one fan that <laughs> so said it said trade for a check first and it was like 1am that night on saturday going into sunday morning and he must have just kind of kind of been hanging out on his phone and saw it and was like it just must have irritated him and he's like no I'm, I'm calling this out uh he's the one guy that i thought like if they ever win a stanley cup when, when he's here like the the speech at the parade would be absolutely epic. Oh, There's such a love-hate relationship between the fans here in Philly. Ultimately, he loves Philly fans. He really does. But they have their moments where they butt heads. Um, and I think if the, if he won it all here, I think the city would just absolutely like love him, embrace him, and then he would give some epic speech. Uh, <laughs> Jason Kelsey-like. Seriously, Jason Kelsey-like. What do you think? Would, do, would, you, would he fun. do a,
1: a mic drop? Like, I what think would he'd, he'd do a mic end? drop.
0: He would be talking really fast. Um, he... he 100% would be cursing as we know Jake right? tends to do from time to time which hey we appreciate we like the honesty. Uh, It'd
1: be fun to do an over under. Oh my that, gosh on the curse and the F bombs yeah. like we all joked that It'd he It'd be fun to get that. to that point of course to have a uh, celebration yeah. for a cup. But. Absolutely.
0: But he's like he's been one of my since I've covered the team he's probably been my favorite interview just because he's such a real guy. He's honest. Uh he doesn't BS you. <laughs> What's like your favorite uh, memory?
1: Like, what's been your favorite interview with Jake Vorachek, or just like the favorite uh, thing you've seen him do?
0: That's a good one. A recent one for me The is, way he works
1: media is pretty funny. It's
0: really funny. Um, but he's a go-to guy for us because he, we know he's gonna be honest. Like good or bad, he'll be honest. Uh, a good one for me, actually one that I thought was really funny. Here we go. This was a really good one that I it just, just remember it was the stadium series. They were down against the Pittsburgh Penguins. It was 3-1, as many fans uh, will always remember. 3-1. It's starting to rain. It's just looking like a complete dud. Fans are leaving. <laughs>
1: um, I'm so sad I missed this. I wish
0: you were here, Katie. Pass- I saw it, but I 70,000 fans person. at Lincoln Financial Field. They're losing 3-1 to the archrival rival Penguins. They come back. They come back. They force overtime. Claude Drew scores the, uh, the OT winner, and it becomes one of the highlights of the season. Afterward, we get Jacob Vorchek and Claude Drew at the podium. And I can't remember the question, but Jacob Vorchek was like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, I didn't think we were going to win that game. I thought we were done. <laughs> and Claude Drew, like, pauses for a second, looks over at him and goes, what's wrong with you, man? Like, <laughs> And just to have a player admit that he thought they were going to lose, it's just very Jacob vorchek it wasn't that he, like, what? didn't believe or wasn't he, – he, he never stops playing. He plays hard. Yeah. He uh, he doesn't get d- enough credit for being as tough and playing as hard as he does. But he admitted, like, I thought we were going to lose. And Clodger is real funny and subtly just goes, what's wrong with you?
1: It's just hard to tell It's like, just shrugged. what are you doing?
0: <laughs> right. So that was really funny. That was just a fun moment where Jake was uh, brutally honest, and I think we all laughed and, f- and thought it was thought it was good so oh, Jake
1: um, Voracek what do you obviously that trip at the beginning of this season was really fun for this team and for him of course you know he was so happy was to cool. show people around have his family at that game but what do you think he adds to this team he's been here and what do you think he will add going towards the future because he still has quite a bit of time on his contract quite
0: a bit of time on his contract um I think he's still on his prime I really do like I think we think of Jacob Voracek as this guy it's been here for a while but he's only 30 years old um, players are in their prime at their 30 and he's been one of their most impactful players
1: as of late, as of too. late.
0: Um, I know he has 27 points over his last 31 games. He's one of their best plus minus guys. And I know people don't love that stat, but Jacob Vortich, uh, Jacob Vortech has always been a guy that's been criticized for not back checking or not playing a lot of defense. But if he's a positive player and he's a positive by a lot, uh, you, you can't really get on him a ton he um yeah, he's been one of their best players he
1: and he like you yeah, see and I'm him- looking at his numbers now too because it was kind of that stealthy like you see him making plays, you also see him making errors and you're kind of like, what is what's going on? but when you really look at his numbers, he's contributed. Like, I would say most very consistently,
0: absolutely. Going wow. back to ins- like English is see- hard
1: today. <laughs> Wait, what was this? Very consistently, Lee. Thank you. There we go. We got it. You're fine. Yeah, you know, I, on that note, gonna take, another yeah, take, sip a, of coffee. take a little sip. I got you. Um,
0: and and no, Katie, you remember when Elaine Vigneault called out his yeah, three big yeah. money men? He called out James Van Reems, like Jacob Voracek, and uh, um, he
1: wanted more from these guys and
0: Kevin Hayes. Yes, and he was like. He said, he's like, hey, that's why they're paid the big bucks. Like we when need was them that to produce. Again? That was around like right mid-November. Hall- yeah, yeah. Um right before I think mid-November or maybe late October. I would have to double check on that. But since around mid-November, Vorchak has really turned it on. Yeah. He's been one of their best players. You see him sometimes where they struggle.
1: Thirteen points in his last 15 games. Just yep. really random last 15, but no. just a sample size. He's but a plus size. seven as well.
0: Yep. And uh you see even on the power play, there's times where they struggle with an entry. And then Voracek literally just takes the puck and he's like, I got this. And he just goes in with a burst of speed and skill and makes a play. And, like, that's the Jacob Voracek we all know. And not a lot of guys can do that. And um, I think he's been really good. I think he's going to be really good down the stretch. He's not going anywhere. Um, and I think we forget. We think he's older, but he's only 30. And uh, he's putting up the points <laughs> that we've seen in the past. Um don't laugh at thirty. <laughs> I know.
1: I'm not laughing at thirty, um, but I'm thinking like that was kind of a shot at Jake, like, sorry, man, thought you were older, but you're only thirty.
0: Right, and he laughs. He's like, I know people think I'm really old and uh <laughs> he's like I know I'm old now. I'll say
1: it again. I, like, I heard your thirties are your best years of your, life, best years of your life.
0: I'm a firm believer in that. Oh yeah? Um okay. yes, I'm kinda seeing that. <laughs>
1: uh <laughs> anyway.
0: Anyway. Uh so no, I I think he's awesome. He's good for Philly, but I think he's uh I think he's really good for the Flyers, and I think he's going to be a key guy down the stretch.
1: And just one last thing. These fans got to love that, that he's on there. I mean, that's so entertaining. I'm a fan of this team, obviously, and you are too. It's so fun as a fan to just – See one of these players calling people out. Oh, my gosh. Larry's- I mean, it's not Marshawn, you know, no. like, that's a little too much for me. He's always on there. He's always chirping people. It's like, okay, buddy, calm down. Like, right. slow your roll. Exactly. He's very active. But Mor- is just so, like, listen up, buddy. Yes. I'm frustrated with you. Coming and out of nowhere. Yeah. Do you want to come challenge? Just- you play in the NHL at see, exactly. and it's just – Exactly. Sometimes you just got to give it to I him. I remember
0: last year, like, they were – as fans have, tend to do sometimes, it's okay, but – you know they will shout shoot a lot when uh they're on the power play Shoot, uh, hi, shoot this shoot. is
1: every game exactly every team these everywhere.
0: NHL players these best players in the world need to know when to shoot yeah or someone to tell them yeah they and forget it was like at the end of a power play at the end of a period the buzzer goes off and they don't convert and fans were really getting on them <laughs> and Vorchek literally looked towards the boards and like definitely gave them an earful um I have one and that mo- was fun stuff
1: I have one more thing I remember this the other night um I think it was in Detroit. I think it was just their game in Detroit. We were going to a break, and thankfully Al helped me out because I was looking at something else, but it popped up uh, coming up next, obviously, and we were going to talk about Jake Voracek. The camera's ahead of my zone, and he was on the glass, and um, I'm sure fans saw this on pregame, but he was like – looking through the glass at this little baby this fan that had to have been like eight months old sitting on his mom's lap and he had the big headphones on to block out the noise and oh, Jake yeah. was like waving to him and we were going to break and the baby just started crying and the mom's like honey no he's he's he's." and Jake was like I'm cool I'm cool and the baby's like screaming and we just went to a break I was like I gotta, gotta right. see, that. I scares, see it I did not see it it's
0: hilarious he scares
1: babies but he's good Sca- at I mean, hockey. Exactly. Maybe, yeah? it the kid, maybe it was the kitty maybe it was the hair it was so funny but sometimes you can't control it like right. babies babies are afraid of me sometimes i think what aren't you sort of offended too you're like babies. i promise i'm a good i'm a good love babies i love babies and puppies right
0: yeah what baby was scared you I, I feel terrible to hear that
1: honestly i don't know but, but sometimes you're like come here and they're like they're afraid of you and sure. you know Maybe. i wonder if i don't we don't have kids but i just wonder if like parents are in like a little worried or bothered when people are in like a checkout line at Target waving at their baby in the cart. Yeah, I've always sort of wondered that. It's
0: so weird though. You see a you see a baby and they maybe like link eyes with you and you want to yeah. be nice and sweet and you're like hi, but then maybe you're scaring them at the same time. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just
1: like, is this? We-? But I'm gonna do it. You're anyway.
0: scary. I'm scary. Like we're pretty intimidating. But people. Jake
1: Voracek made a baby cry.
0: <laughs> and that's okay. As long as he got puffed deep good. that night, you know. <laughs> yeah, it matters.
1: Um anyway gosh this yeah. has been fun today yeah, this has
0: been fun um I, I, the rails a few times <laughs> the
1: last <laughs> topic I'm um, going back to their schedule uh just sure. clearing this up this is prime time oh my gosh we've talked so much about it today it's prime time for this team and the biggest test we've mentioned the biggest concerns like consistency production for top guys anything like that but when you go look at the beginning of the season you don't know who's going to be the best team and the worst team but the Flyers—they're not at a disadvantage, but they certainly are at a challenge to go from playing the Devils and go play the Caps, and then it just yeah. goes back and forth. Um, what's your level of concern with it? Because I'm, from what they've proved so far, uh, I say proved. I know we only have three games since the break. Yeah, no, but they, but uh, it's a positive stretch, real positive stretch. The way they've they've been able to hold it, and it doesn't really look like the team we saw before the All Star break that stooped down to the level. And I don't want to talk too soon on this. You know, I really hope it continues, but. My level of concern is is there. Uh, well, I don't know how to answer this, like a number out of 10. I'm probably at like a seven with this team. No,
0: I think that's very With fair. the concern
1: on not swooping down to their level and just playing yeah. your game every single night because it's something this team can do. So what's your level of concern with finishing out this schedule and treating any opponent, whether they're high-ranked, low-ranked, anything the same, and just clearing this out?
0: Yeah, it's fu- Like it's funny. I think they're going to get up for the big games, and they have – plenty of big games left like and they've proven
1: they can beat the top teams. right they had know? the capitals
0: twice more the lightning twice more they still have the blues once more mcdavid comes to philly yeah um so they have some uh they have some tough games i don't really worry about them getting up for the bigger games i have no problem with them at home obviously they've been incredible at home 18-4-4 i do worry a little bit about the road still like I don't know what it is. I, I know they – Well,
1: hey, I could go back to that Western trip yes. that maybe you could remember. They It was horrible. Right, you and, and so then even against the, the Penguins, bad
0: like credit to them, they came back and got a point out of it. But that game almost unraveled where they just kind of got lit up by two really good players, Sidney Crosby of Gavin Malkin, yeah. and boom, like the game flipped. And I worry about those stretches where like they just open up a little bit and then all of a sudden the game gets away from – uh, they still have a lot of tough road games left, and that's like that's probably my biggest concern. Yeah, going to going to the D.C. and playing the Capitals twice more, going to Tampa Bay and playing the Lightning twice more. um They still have obviously like we said, they go to MSG twice more. They play the Islanders on the road. They play Columbus twice more, a team they're tied with right now in, the, in third place in the division. A lot of tough games. Yeah, the road will be tough. If there's a concern for me, it's the road, but. How about you though? Is it is it the matchups? Is it playing down to the level of competition? They still obviously have some games against teams that are definitely buried. Uh, for you, what is it that's really gonna
1: <laughs> yeah? I mean, kinda catch your eye as I sort of mentioned the the concern. It, it's certainly there for the road. It's more so just um, overall, whether it's home or away, just not. Because it's easy to do, whether it's hockey or any sport, it's easy to play down to the level, the speed you're playing against. For example, Brian Elliott, how many shots faced? 16 last? 16, 16 against Detroit. And you're playing like in an empty arena. So like that Yeah, an and, and it's harder. Right. And as, as part of a veteran goaltender, he, he was able to step up and stay in that game. But when you're not getting tested as a goaltender, when you're not getting tested as much as um, a defensive group, um, it's easy to slow down your role, like slow your play a little bit. And it's important you don't do that. Thankfully, we saw them come out with a win against Detroit. But especially when you're going to play the Devils, um, who, by the way, has worked their way up. They're not a horrible team. They are low-ranked, yeah, but they, they still have some weapons. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to play the Caps. And then, you know, the the schedule goes on and on. Day in and day out, um, it's just all about staying even-keeled. And I think the concern is, is there for how will they be able to do that because yeah. we've seen them – certainly play the top teams beat the top teams which is not concerning right but then going the next night and stooping down to the level of of different opponents that you know slow their game and yeah yeah. so my concern is there with that but hey i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be upset with what we've seen so far i'm gonna say one more time since after this break i know it's a sample size that's so small but it's it's positive what we're seeing out there with this team And, and another positive too you mentioned that penguins game how about throughout this season too the response they show? So yeah, you see Sid the kid get going. You see Evgeny Malkin get going. They didn't. They didn't get lost in that game. Like yeah, they were able to. They found themselves found themselves down and they found themselves getting battling to get back into it. But they still showed response. You don't see this team just you know really no. getting beat. No, um, they don't
0: quit. And I feel like that was a game last year that. Definitely would have gone off the rails for them. That's another thing. Yeah, it's a a positive to see that happen,
1: to see them stay in this. And I will I'll use the word resilient to see them be resilient, even if, you know, the beginning of the season. But now, um, yeah, Yeah, it's it's a positive.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a lot of factors with that. I think Matt Niskanen, like we said, Katie, a guy that's won a Stanley Cup, 32 years old, been there, done that, really good for that team. Uh, Justin Braun has played in a lot of playoff games with the San Jose Sharks, been around, uh, good guy to have. Uh, the Flyers already have some guys that have played a ton of playoff games, Jacob yeah. Voracek, Claude Drew, James, James Van Ries, like Sean, Sean Couturier. But then the coaching staff, you have Alain Vigneault who just exudes confidence. Uh, you have two assistant coaches that have been head coaches, Michelle Taranian and Mike Yo. So I think there's a lot of experience, Yeah. and uh, that's helped them not really uh, uncoil or unravel um, I think we'll see that down the stretch. I think that we'll see that experience step up. Um, and we're seeing young players that aren't playing scared, and that's a real positive, too. So, uh, And you know the what? The games will be big.
1: I lo- we love being positive, don't Absolutely. we? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's good. It all. certainly we never is argue. good. There's a lot of positivity surrounding this team. I like it's what I've seen to. so far in these three games following the break. I hope it continues. I hope we don't see any games without at least one point for the rest of the season. But, of course, hoping for two. So Sure. So. no matter what just battling certainly you know there might be some games you don't have it right but the way you find yourself uh getting out of that we can't have these one and then two and then three and then finding yourselves down so
0: right yeah they have For right now uh, we're good yeah you see like the, the worrisome stretches where you know they have four loss four regulation losses against uh the bottom seven teams in the nhl but then they go out and they beat the top four teams in a span of 14 days.
1: <laughs> that was, re- I was like, is this crazy what is going on? So yeah, you You're just got out about it. You
0: got to hope that they, yeah, they, they don't play down to the level of competition. I don't think they will, especially at home. Uh, I think they're going to have to be a good road team and, um, and really answer the bell on the road. Like, I mean, you said it, c- teams play the right way at home and on the road. There's not a road way to play or a home way to play. There's the right way to play. Uh, if they come out and dictate things on the road. Um, I think they're fine, but the division's very competitive. They're going to be playing a lot of divisional games. Uh, so it, it's, you know, they control their destiny. And that's a positive.
1: Yeah. And, you know, on that note, we'll finish off. Today. Yeah, we'll wrap it this up. This is good.
0: This is good. This is fun. We're ready for more <laughs> hockey. We don't want to wait a few more days for a game. We got to wait until. Uh, no, no. no we, one wants we're to ready do that. to do
1: this. Um, but, yeah, it's certainly going to be a, a very busy month of. No, uh, did I almost really just say November? November? Of February. You missed November. And of good, March. a good month for the Flyers. Yeah. You know what? One <laughs> more thing. I was like, you know, over Plus at and in, in uh, Bundy last night. And I was like, you know, I can't believe we're already in February. I'm sure you could agree, but yeah, we've said that time too. just flies when you're having fun. Time I looked flies at when L, you're having fun. I looked at I looked at Chris Tarrion, and I was just like, you guys, this is so fun.
0: Can you believe your first season in Colby Philly is almost done, Katie? Well, not flies. almost done, but like, I feel like it was just yesterday that we were meeting at training camp. And now we're what, twenty nine games left, I think. Yeah. Uh that's kinda crazy. And
1: you still haven't introduced me to your golden retriever, but you I know what haven't. It, whatever it is, it'll it'll happen soon, I'm hoping. It's gonna have to happen um, Charlie, we'll if you're listening, I love you.
0: <laughs> He's listening. With a um, toy So he will bring it to you. Um No, so yeah, we have to do that. We'll we'll link up with that. Maybe we'll watch a Flyers game one. Yeah.
1: We're working every game. Well, we know that the fans will be watching the Flyers. Um, We hope you continue to cheer on this team. Lots of positivity for them. Hopefully it goes forward into the end of the regular season. That's going to be it for us. Thank you for listening on Flyers Talk. I'm Katie Emmer.
0: And I'm Jordan Hall. Rate us, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we look forward to seeing you next time.